Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast, Sign the Authentic Me. I am your host, Ashlyn Warren, and this is episode number two, The Thing About Relationships. Hey everyone, so happy Friday. It has been pretty, well, it started, the week here started out super sunny, and we were just getting those spring vibes and getting way excited, and then it got cold again, so that was short-lived, but that's okay. We got that hope to carry us through <laughs> these last couple of days of snow. At least the snow doesn't stay very long, but I hope wherever you are, you are just trying to enjoy whatever is going on in your life. So today, the title of the podcast is The Thing About Relationships. And, okay, yeah, so let's dive in. So, guys, relationships are a big deal. They are what just, they're just what make us, they help us become the person that we are. Because we connect with people, we learn from people, And let me be clear, I'm talking about relationships as in, like, the people we come in contact with, the people that we think about and interact with. I'm not just talking about, like, your significant other or your spouse, um, even though this totally applies, 110%. So, okay, so let me just give you a breakdown of what what I basically want to go over in this podcast. So, I want to talk about something called a manual. Um, so Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School, she has um, kind of consolidated this idea of expectations that we have for other people in our relationships into the idea of the manual. So what the idea is, is that basically, unconsciously or consciously, we create a manual for those around us. Whether we tell them or not, it's there. And more often than not, we don't tell them. So it's really funny. But when I think of this manual, I think of someone taking a phone book and just dropping it like one of those old fashioned yellow pages and just dropping it on the table. And like, boom, there it is. Can you learn that for me so we can get along and I can feel the feelings I want to feel? If only life were that easy or like that. But it's not, which is fun. But it's not like that. I know, guys, I know, because I've tried. I haven't actually written down for someone what I want them to do, but that'd be interesting. If any of you have ever done that, let me know. <laughs> so, okay. Um, in this manual that we have for people, we have, it's all full, it's chock full of our expectations of what the person should or should not be doing. So I was talking with a client the other day and she was telling me what she thinks her friend should be doing for her and how her friend was not showing up as a good friend because she was not doing these things. And so she was frustrated and wasn't able to enjoy the relationship. She was annoyed at this friend. Now, that doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us and that we don't set boundaries. That's different. What I'm talking about is the thing that she was describing was her friend 
didn't do something for her that she expected friends to do. I think it was it was writing a note for her on her birthday and bringing a gift by her friend didn't do that. And she felt like they were close enough friends that she should have done that. And because she didn't do that, she actually was bugged for most of her birthday. And so what the issue right there is, is the fact that because someone did or didn't do something, she wasn't able to feel the feeling she wanted to feel. And when I brought up this idea of the manual to her, she was like, wait a second, like I get to choose. And that sounds so silly, but we all go through those moments of like, wait a second, I'm in control of how I feel and how what I get to do in my life. And, and I was like, yeah, go for it. Like, what do you want to be feeling? And she's like, well, I want to feel like we have a good relationship and that she cares about me. And I asked her, I said, so what does it mean to you that she didn't bring you by a note and a present? And she was like, well, it means that she doesn't like me or that we're not as good of friends or that we don't get along as well as I thought we got along. And then I told her, well, what if it isn't about you? And then she's like, well, maybe it's not important to her. Maybe she doesn't really, that's not a good, that's not what a good friend does to her. Um... And then she told me how her friend had posted something for her on Instagram, like, oh, like, happy birthday, my friend and put all their fun pictures together. And I was like, oh, what did that mean to you? And she's like, well, yeah, that was cute, but it wasn't as nice as, like, personal as coming by. And I'm like, so, but maybe for her, that was the special thing for her. But for you is the action of coming by. And so what if you just allow her to be her and you to be you? And it sounds simple to do that. And I know it's not, guys, because I try to do this every day and I can't do it a lot of the times, but I keep trying. So, and to display that, let me give you an example of when I've done this. So my husband and I laugh about this all the time and hopefully you guys think it's as silly as I do. But this is a time when I've definitely had a manual for my husband, Derek. So we were, when we first got married, I started to notice that I walked a lot faster than Derek. So I would, when we went into a store, like I'd grab the car and I knew where I was going and I would just go for it. Like I knew the, I just knew the kind of pattern I would take in the store and I just figured he should know that we get in, we get out, we have a plan. And I would just start to notice he was like four or five feet behind me. And I was like, man, he's slow. Doesn't he know he needs to, like, walk faster? <laughs> and I'm not saying one is better than the other. That's the thing is it's an observation. I walk fast. He walks slower. And I remember just getting all in my head of, like, man, does he not want to, like, walk by me in the store? Ridiculous. I know. But I let it mean a lot of different things, like why or he's not invested in this outing that we're doing. Or I don't even know. It's amazing what our brains come up with when we want to. And so one day I finally was like, whoa, man, I feel like you just kind of go slow sometimes. And he's like, uh, I feel like you kind of go fast sometimes. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that's just interesting to realize that for him, I was doing the complete opposite. And I was so positive. I was right. And that he needed to be right there with me. It was my line. I was like, I wanted to be like, dude, didn't you read the manual? Like, didn't you know that you're supposed to keep up with me and you're supposed to be as like, 
almost like a little too hyper when it comes to doing things. And he's like, well, no, I'm going to be me. And so anyway, what I mean from that is that I was getting annoyed when we would go on these outings together because even when we would go on a relaxing walk, I just walked really fast and he would just want to stroll along. And I would just be annoyed and I would make it mean things about me and our relationship. And anyway, what it came down to was that we're just a little bit different in that way. And we've decided that I'll slow down a little bit. He speeds up a little bit. And we meet somewhere in the middle because we want to. And doing that takes away my little crazy drama. And it just shows that, oh, we're just a little bit different. And we're going to meet in the middle. And so, um, another thing I wanted to share is this idea of the if only and then. So, how many times have you guys thought, if only, hmm, what's one I hear? These are ones I, these are ones I've heard lately. If only my mom would come take, like, show more interest in my kids, then I would feel like we would have a good relationship. If only my husband would bring me flowers or write me a special note, then I would know that he cares for me. If only my kids would just do what I wanted them to do, then I could feel like a good mom. If only (laughs) my son's out there playing on the piano. You guys are going to hear him all the time in the background. That's just life around here. Um, (laughs) If only she hadn't said what she had said, then I could feel confident. And we do this a lot. We're positive that if we had a different marriage, a different job, a different, I don't know, everything, a different mother, a different mother-in-law, a different sister-in-law, then we could show up as the person we wanted to show up as. And guys, I'm just going to tell you it is wrong. That is not true. Right now, I'm. you have complete permission to be whoever you want to be and show up however you want to show up. If you want to feel happy, go for it. You have the power within you to make that happen. No one else around you does. And if you think that they do, it's an illusion. People can definitely assist. Like, yes, if you are compatible with your spouse or your kids are doing well that day, it's a lot easier. Your thought work and your ability to find joy in that circumstance will be easier. So I'm definitely not discounting that some circumstances will be harder than others. But when we wait for people to fill up our needs and our bucket of like joy or happiness, then we're kind of taking away our ability to be ourselves because we need to rely on them to do something for us that we can choose to do for ourselves. And so I want to clarify in two quick things, do a couple disclaimers with that. First of all, this I do not believe applies to serious mental health disorders. And I'll say that a lot during my podcast because I don't want people to get confused. I completely believe that there are mental illness such as major anxiety and depression and different things where people need mental health professionals and medication if that's needed. So I'm not saying if you're just feeling excessively sad for a long period of time for two weeks exactly or more that you shouldn't seek help because that's different and that's not on you. That's just something that your body's working through. I'm talking about the day-to-day 
stuff that we normal that we normally feel when our brain is is at a healthy level. And the second one is that I know we hear, especially when it comes to marriages, I've done I've had lots of classes and lots of I've done lots of research on um healthy marriage relationships and non-healthy marriage relationships. And we often hear that we should work to fulfill our spouse's needs. And I think that that is a good statement, but I think sometimes how we interpret it can be unhealthy. So if we're thinking that we go to our spouse and say, I just need you to do these things so that I can feel good. I think that's a little bit different than saying, hey, I'm working on things. Can you support me in this so that I can create these experiences for myself? Does that make sense how it comes back to they're supporting you to be able to help you show up for yourself? So like, say you want to feel more loved by your spouse. There's two ways you go about that. You could say, hey, I need you to do these things so I can feel more loved. Or you could say, hey, I'm working on having positive self-talk. And having positive, um, giving myself positive affirmations and kind of believing that you do love me. Can you encourage that? Can you help me encourage that? If they want to. And even if they don't want to, you still are going to be over here going, great, I still get to feel good. But I invited them to help me. And so I hope that that makes sense. That. And I hope it gives you a sense of freedom in the way of, wow, as a husband and wife or any, again, any relationship, and this fits in any relationship. As a, as a relationship, you guys can work as a team to continue to grow and flourish and strive because it takes working together and to create synergy in a relationship. But if you're in a relationship where the other person isn't doing what you want them to do, that's okay. You still get to live the life you want to live in the way of you get to feel what you want to feel. I I really, I know that's true. And I know that that creates positive relationships because then you show up good. When you're around them, you're not creating drama. You're not creating, you're not thinking it's about you if they don't do a certain thing. And what this creates for you is an opportunity to be the spouse you want to be or be the friend you want to be or be the daughter-in-law you want to be or the daughter or the mother and to be there for them. So what this looks like is if your husband gets home from a hard day at work and he walks in the door and he's a little bit grumpy, there's two ways you can go about it. You can go, oh my goodness, he look, he looks kind of mad. Like, it must be me. Did I do something wrong? Is he upset with the way I look? Is he, is it, I don't know. Did I not do something right? And that's, that's one way to interpret it. I don't know. 50, 50 could be true. I don't know. Or probably more likely it could just be, he had a rough day and it has nothing to do with you. And I know that's hard to hear, but it may just have nothing to do with you. It may just be, it was a rough day. And when you get a step out of kind of the drama, you got to go, oh, man, my husband had a rough day at work. I want to be there for him. And then you can show up as the wife you want to show up that day. And 
this applies again, like I'm saying, if your mother, if you don't feel like your mom is there for you enough, isn't because in your mind, a mom should be able to come to all the kids events and take care of your kids when you want to go on a date or whatever it is. And she's not doing that. What do you make it mean? Does it mean that she doesn't like you? Does it mean that she's not a good mom? Does it mean, I mean, it could mean a hundred different things. Or it could just mean that she didn't get the memo on your manual. And she actually doesn't even know, A, that you want these things. And B, that's not the kind of mom she wants to be. And so instead of trying to coerce her into being the mom you want, either by silent treatment or drama or whatever, you just get to go, hmm, that's the mom I have, and I'm going to enjoy what she has to offer and who she is as an individual and just try to look at it that way because people don't like to be controlled and it doesn't often work, (laughs) almost never. And if it does work, it's not a good thing. And it's not a place that you want to be. So the biggest takeaways from this is that you are strong and in charge. And it's empowering to know that you get to create the life experiences that are important to you. And the feelings that are important to you. And it's also important to know you can make requests of people and not get angry or upset or hurt if they don't do them. And... This means a lot for a lot of in a lot of ways because this means that you can be a mom that can set boundaries with her kids and teach them and help them and ask them to do things and if they don't do it or they act a certain they act out it doesn't mean you're a bad mom it just means you have a child that doesn't feel like doing what you are asking them to do and there doesn't have to be any drama you don't have to feel angry about it you don't have to feel sad about it or judged about it you can just kind of step away from the emotion and then show up as the mom you want to show up as. Whether that's a mom who clarifies the boundary or says, oh man, I'm so sorry that you're feeling that way, but in this house, this is what we do. And if you don't do it, this is what it's going to look like. And then, but see how that's different than getting angry and heated and feeling bad and starting to cry and yelling and then going through, I'm a bad mom and and kind of that route of things that we all sometimes go through. And being able to find peace and knowing that you have the ability to fulfill the needs that you desire. And so I hope that you guys were able to pick out something from that, that that meant something to you and was something that you needed to hear. And if you know of anyone that could be served by this podcast, please send it to them. Really, they will thank you for it. And I just hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Just see you next Friday. Bye.